Alright, stop, collaborate and listen. Well, guys, it's hard to sound excited for the second time to redo this, <laughs> this intro, but here we are. We're doing it for the second time. This is, um, the screw up was a. In- 100% on me, solely sits on these shoulders. This is the Slinging Stones podcast brought to you by The Thrive Ministry, but tonight we're going to break it down and we're going to rechange the name. We're Slinging Caleb's tonight. We're Slinging the Caleb's podcast around. We've got the Caleb's podcast co-host, Caleb Crow and Caleb Alexander, right across the table from us. How are y'all doing? Doing good. Can't complain. Doing pretty good, man. Well, yeah. and the other half of the Stones, he's the boulder of the group. Right. Luke Troll. Did you just call me a boulder because I'm fat? Hey, no. Call, call, you're him a, call him a pebble. Pebble. I'm not going to insult rocks. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 my man Mud over here. So we got a. Uh, so we've got a, 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 a special episode for tonight. Uh, it was was that about being quiet over here? Wang. Uh, that's him. No, yeah. That, sorry, that was me. Absolutely. Me. So tonight we decided to do a collaboration podcast again. Again, again, in the last five minutes, we've done two. I mean, yeah. So um, <laughs> the first one was really successful. Y'all need to listen. Go find it. Yeah. <laughs> it, when you find it, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. It's in the That would be at Andy. Fly Andy. on the wall in here. Yeah. What was the old comedian that used to say? I like to hold my cord like this. That way, when I let it go, all the jokes come through at once. So, sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, so tonight's podcast, we're going to get into the topic here in a minute, but let's go through kind of the logistics of what we've got on board. So, you Again. know, at Thrive. Again. <laughs> we're going to get there, Luke. We're going to get there. Um, so at Thrive, we uh, we love to crash a men's event. We love to uh, go and encourage and promote and just be uh, – we just buy, like to be old Barnabas. Barnabas. Barnabas for those uh, folks, those men. So that's when you have more than one Barnabas. You can't really do that with Caleb. We <laughs> yeah. tried it, Caleb eyes. It just don't work. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Calebos. Kayla? Calebos. I can't Caleb-ses. spell anyways or pronounce words. So we're, we're all screwed here. Calebises. Caleb, we now that one works because we use it all the time. Yeah, Caleb's Caleb, so. is, 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 is. Caleb, Caleb's is, is, is. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so this Sunday night, Dad Church with um, our buddy Rick Dykes again, um, again at five o'clock Sunday night at Hargis Christian Camp. Hargis Christian Camp is in Chelsea, Alabama. Dad Church is for anybody that may become a dad, is already a dad, maybe a grandfather, an uncle, whatever. Come join us. Uh, come um, listen to a good word, a good testimony. Um, be prayed over uh, and be sent out of the world um, back to your church, back to your community, equipped to um, to show people and witness to people and, and show the Christ-likeness example that we should. Yeah, Caleb Crow and I just found out that we could actually go. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty cool. We gave them permission, Rick, if you're listening. Yeah. I appreciate uh, it. <laughs> so, that's, that's that whole Barnabas thing. That's that whole Barnabas thing. Nice. I yeah. encourage you. Thank so you. we're not you like, so we're, we're not being so we're not being like the disciples that wouldn't let Paul in at first, right? So we're 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 letting them in immediately. I ain't got no problem going going to church with other people. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad. <laughs> it just makes me where I'm not the standout in the room anymore. <laughs> no, you stand out. Trust me. Um, uh-uh, I'm wearing a camo shirt. You look like a bush. So we're going to talk to Caleb Crow now. You be quiet. I'm a Luke, Luke. Do you want me to hold him so you can you can get him? You can whoop him. I'll get him. 
Okay. That's low yeah, hanging fruit right okay. there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I like aiming a little higher. Oh, goodness gracious. So, uh, Caleb Crow, this is all for you. So, we've got Saturday night, we've got the Young Adults event here at right. church, here at South Shelby. If you are a young adult that's listening to us, anybody from the age of 18 to 35, I think you put the cutoff. Right. They said no old people allowed. Luke and Luke, me. you can come. Luke, you oh. can come. That hurts my feelings. You don't have feelings except for hunger. <laughs> you know, I can promise you this right now. Caleb's brother. I'm surprised Kaysen hasn't hurt your feelings enough where you dude, still feel it. That's the reason I left the young adults in the first place was because yeah. of Kaysen. <laughs> so, but Caleb, uh, give us a little bit of synopsis of what we're looking forward to on Saturday night. Uh, so like you said, Grayson Littleton is going to be uh, giving the word, and my wife and Caleb over here is going to be uh, – Hang on, I said Grayson on the first time when we weren't recording. So oh, okay. You just but announced it. Again. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, Grace is going to be uh, giving us the word. Uh, just he is a godly man, and, yep. you know, he brings the word. He's and awesome. so we he's pretty well known around here uh, in these parts. So I, me and Liz thought that that would be a great opportunity for him to – to bring in the people here around us. Uh, but not only that, uh, we just want to give young adults a uh, place for a community. Mm. Uh, because uh, this Christian life is not just within these four walls. It's outside of these four walls. And we all serve the same Jesus. And so uh, it just gives us an opportunity to all come together and do community and get do life together. And so that, that was kind of the primary goal of what we wanted to do. Mm. So, yeah, just come out, community, worship God, and learn whatever Grayson's going to preach on. So what time does this event start? It's going to start at 6, a little after 6. We're going to let people come in, and then we're going to uh, go into however long the Spirit leads, and then we're going to uh, eat food afterwards. And Sounds like my place. Yeah. My, well, we're we're we're, we're – <laughs> We, we're me. not sure how many people are coming. You yet. had me at food, so we're we're hoping we cook enough food. Yeah. So, um, yeah, food, and then we're gonna uh, play some volleyball, cornhole stuff afterwards. Well, I can't to wait to see yeah. some of those older young adults play volleyball. Yeah, you Should get we past have medics 30. on standby. <laughs> uh, if Susan Alexander will come, then yeah. I mean, y'all probably need to have somebody giving out free testosterone boosters too. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um. So that's going to be a great event. Look, don't don't miss an opportunity. If you think that you won't fit in, you will fit in. Somebody will grab you up, and you will have friends for the end of the night. You told so, me yeah. I physically wouldn't fit. <clears throat> uh, stop. Um, so that's that boulder comment. No, that's just you're cylindrical. That, wait, I'm a hey, boulder. That, that was the other one. Oh the yeah, that one. was the last time. Absolutely. Last time. Again, uh, again. <laughs> um, I called myself a boulder. This so time. and Sunday nights here about to start every week is Moss, the men of South Shelby. It's the yeah, men's ministry the here at our local church. Yep, uh, this Sunday night, starting at 630 uh, at South Shelby Baptist Church in Building B, mm -hmm. just open the door, smell as best you can, and I promise you, you're going to probably smell wings in a minnow bucket. Yes. Vance Which, will bring wings. Yeah. They were good. They, they were only a little fish. Fantastic. They were good. Did you hear what his boys did? They put on a they, clean. They, they put a hurt in they, on they, they put 90. on a clean. Like, like they said, Dean, you can take on the rest. And he was expecting about, about 10 or so. There's four. No, there was four <laughs> left. And he goes, four? That's going to 
be enough to make me mad. He my, got a, he my, got old, a, my oldest son said, "Well, I didn't want to take the last few." He had, <laughs> Dean, Dean got Dean got left with uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings kids. That's right. special. <laughs> he got but, the, he got those four survival wings. Uh, yeah. and everybody else said, "No, I don't want that one." Yeah. But those probably had the most flavor because they were all the way down at the bottom. Yeah, had yeah. the most fish flavor. So, but no, if you've ever eaten wings out of a minnow bucket, that's it's interesting, but it's tasty. It's, it's delicious. Pretty good. Um, so I was we, assured that the minnow bucket had only been used once or twice. Once or twice, Vance assured us. Uh, but it's a great time. Uh, it's a great time for men to get together, kind of sit sit around, uh, be able to be vulnerable, transparent, break the walls down, the the shields that we've got, and just really hopefully lean on each other to be better men. Right. Um, but also, look, and those that are listening that you don't have a home church, South Shelby is a great church. South Shelby is a church for all. Um, we're sitting here with our youth pastor right here, and he is – you know, if you got some people that are from sixth grade, sixth grade, sixth grade up to high school graduation, bring them on. They've got an unbelievable youth room. We're sitting here looking at it. They've done a lot of work to it. It's pretty impressive. Um, Ashley and I are very, very tired. We have not stopped working the past two weeks yeah. to get this thing finished up. You only took a little bit of a break to call and make fun of someone breaking a register in Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. Long story short, <laughs> Andy, I, Andy I, I see Andy. Uh, as Ashley and I are going to the self-checkout, I see Andy um, have to call somebody over. He goes, it just won't, it won't, it won't uh, it register. Wouldn't, it wouldn't it ring wouldn't, up my TV. It wouldn't ring up the TV. It just won't do it. It just won't do it. And I called him, and he's like, I, I can see him getting frustrated. I can <laughs> see him not. getting frustrated. And he's, Surely not. He goes, hey, man, this is not a good time. I was like, Andy, well, stop breaking the cash register. <laughs> Stop breaking the register, the self checkout, and you won't, and you won't have a bad well, bad what, day. What made it What made it really good for his side was I I had no idea who was twenty feet from me. <laughs> I was sitting there in my own level of frustration. Let, hold on, let me go ahead and put this my own personal hell in Walmart while I'm at the only self checkout and a TV and a guy that's not giving me any answers. Like you got to go to self checkout. I'm like you're gonna have to go to customer service. I'm like y'all still have that here. What are you doing? And, and I look down, and Caleb's calling me, and Caleb never calls me, so I'm thinking, something's happened. And I pick up the phone, he's like, quit breaking registers. And I'm like, <laughs> and I look up, and I was like, I was like, do I throw something of Jennifer's that I've bought at him? Because I really don't want to waste my groceries. It would have either. been a king-size snicker <laughs> off the rack for me. <laughs> so, uh, but Jennifer got her TV. We got everything home, and now we've got an extra, extra smart TV. So what but, you're saying is all that's Jennifer's fault for wanting the TV. Dude, do you know the reason I bought the TV? Because And Jennifer. I hope she listens to it. Because of Jennifer? No, because I told her this. I said, because if you get bored, you will knock a wall down at the house being bored thinking you can do some home improvement project. So... Oh, she would have pulled a robin then? Oh, yeah. So, Ooh. so Jennifer's got a TV. The cool thing is, is right now media's on it. So, that that's makes me happy. Oh, that's good. Um, so, that's all. That's all fun. We have gotten off on the trail. Um, real quick, uh, one more thing. Uh, two more things. So, the men's fishing derby, our buddy Clint Manlove, uh, he is really... That's, that's a name right there. You it know? is a name. He's, we had a discussion about that. We both had a good laugh of it. Yeah, Luke... Luke's been talking to him, but uh, really, really appreciate his uh, his support, his uh, promotion of the podcast and the ministry up in uh, New Paris, Ohio. They've got a fishing derby. I heard they, about that. They ain't no week. boats. You fish off the bank. That's cool. And, you know, this thing is, you know, I told Luke last time, I said, I don't know how good a fishing derby is for a ministry event because you know how fishermen are. Yeah. 
Well, I'm gonna I caught a fish this big. It's like you got a one arm guy said, My fish, my biggest fish was like this. Hey, <laughs> how big was that fish? Jonah would have been jealous. <laughs> so, uh, but no, August 19th from 8 till 12 uh, noon at uh, Camp Mahanaham. You've got to call Clint and ask him how to pronounce that. Mahanaham? I could call um, you. Let me call him right it's now. It's at 6336 Guy Murray Road, New Paris, Ohio. They've got trophies. They've got God's Word. They've got free food, Mahanaham. prize drawings, all that good stuff. Mahanaham. 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 So the only question that I have, Clint, I know you're going to listen to this and text me back. What are you going to do if somebody takes a loophole in the rules and say, hey, I'm fishing from the bank, even though I'm pulling giant catfish out from under it? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's technically bank fishing. I, I heard about that, too, and then throw some dynamite in is, there. Is bank, is, is bank fishing, is that is noodling considered bank fishing? I guess if you don't get off the bank, it is. Well, I mean, I've done it. I've At done one it point, it probably was the bank. Yeah. So. I, I've done it laying on the edge of the bank, just running the hand up. In yeah, the you catch a loggerhead turtle or rip a finger off. So Not if you know how to do it. All right, so. <laughs> one Somebody of, go, yeah, it only happened hey, once. But hey, in Ohio, <laughs> do they actually have that? Loggerhead oh, turtles? That's Well, catfish. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they do. There's some big boys up there. Oh, yeah. That Good. cold water up there, man, yeah. So there's rednecks everywhere, I'm sure. Absolutely. 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 Man, that's Have cool. you seen the White House? Hold on. <laughs> there, 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 are, there are bigger rednecks above the shotgun line in Michigan than are here. So yeah, Apparently you had not done much study on Illinois. All right, so. Um, that's an angry state. Either way you look at it, Illinois. So on August 24th, Luke, I'm going to need you to get on par here. Come on. Okay. Um, <laughs> So on August 24th in uh, Columbus, Georgia, the Redeemed Conference is happening. That's our uh, buddy Nathan Dewberry and Paul Amos uh, with the Redeemed uh, Ministry. Luke and I will be there. There's probably going to be like six, 700 people there. Uh, Luke and I will be the ones that stand out that look like we don't belong. That's right. That probably will be the ones that look like we need to be banned from there. They're going to accuse me of being an Amish guy. Um, <laughs> that Amish guy there. <laughs> look, they invited him in tonight. <laughs> I'm going to wear my overalls just for you. So, um, <laughs> so Tim Tebow will be there. Tim, Toby, Tim Tebow will be bringing the message. Luke and I will be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to show Tebow my, my hernia. Your hernia, okay. I'm going to say, look, Tebow, check this out. Mm. But you can't do that. Um, so, we've got that, but um, we're, we're we need to get on point and get on point fast. How much time have we burned? Uh, Fifteen minutes. Yes. So uh, another thing that we want to do is we want to promote. Um, if you're looking for a devotional, looking for a a piece of literature, maybe you're having a tough time getting into the Bible, and a 31 day devotional is something that you're looking for. Um, the the transformed devotional is unbelievable. Luke and I have finished it. It's by Rick Burgess. It is it is great. It's convicting. It's it's one of those that'll just kind of slap you in the face and put you straight. Um, it has encouraged me to move forward in going through scripture every day. Um, my uh, Luke thinks that this is a daunting task. What I'm doing, he's wondering how it's gonna how it's gonna set in. I don't even know where you're going with this. this what way. I'm doing, the Psalms deal. Oh yeah. So I'm going through a Psalm a day, right. writing it out the whole Psalm and expounding upon it. I just know how long it's taken us to get to chapter six of Romans. Yeah. So he should do in the prep work for Psalms. So Absolutely. ten thousand ten thousand years after Jesus comes back and gets us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like in Psalm 84. Leave me alone. Hey, we found this guy named Andy's Psalm notes. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know what? 
next time you come to the house, I'm going to hit you with Barnes notes on Psalms. That's about five that's feet a, thick. That's a large, robust book. Oh, my goodness. That thing's it's that two thick. Bibles, it's two Bibles thick. It's massive. It's it's Albert Barnes's notes and commentaries on Psalms. Yeah. And it's 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 literally a foot thick. Yeah. I mean, you got um, something you want to compress? Get that book. Absolutely. Um, we're about to get started. Has anybody got anything else? No. Going once. Go. All right. So, so the whole, the, what? Oh, so. what? What? So the whole point of this collaboration was because we, I listened to the all's podcast as soon as you put it out. I do a lot of truck and windshield time uh, as well as some others, but I've really enjoyed what y'all have been doing in first John. It's a, it's Appreciate a convicting it. book. It's, it's, it's a great study um, coming from two different people that you can tell um, you can tell kind of the thought processes in preparing. And it's interesting to see the different takes on it. More and less. <laughs> no, what I, Caleb C what is more. Is, Caleb A is less. Is you, can, you can almost prepared. you can almost predict when Caleb's about to go on a rant. Yeah. Um, you hear him building up the breath, like the diaphragm's got to get built up. We're about to launch. Um, yeah. But it's amazing though. It's it's really good. If you haven't checked out the Caleb's podcast, go to Spotify. Uh, what else are you on? Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, and Amazon Music. So go to those different sources, find them, and check this out. First John is a very convicting book. A lot of people pass it because, well, there's three of them. Why do we need to read just one? So go read it. Even if how small it is, it's impactful. It is. It's just like Jude, what we're doing on Wednesday nights. Right. Jude's impactful. So uh, we've known the Caleb's for a while, and we really have come to uh, adore and really uh, think highly of the insights that y'all have when it comes to things of the world today and how we as Christians live our life. So what we've got right now is we've got two people, we've got two people sitting across the table from us, Luke, that are in different stages of ministry. Caleb is running the sound ministry and his wife does the worship and she's a worship minister. That's and double dipping. Double dipping. And yep. then, you know, that you got the, the young adults kind of deal. And then you've got Caleb Alexander here doing youth ministry, youth pastoring, and young, young men and women coming up into high, middle school, high school, and just the whole changing of physical self and then just peer pressure and all that. And then you have us stupid heads. Sitting in the pews, watching it all go down. Sitting in the pews, watching it all go down. But we are in the men's side of thing. We're in the 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 you know they're grown, they make their own decisions. They're they're stubborn by their own way and all that good stuff. But what's really cool is to see the different insights when it comes to a topic like we're going to talk about. So tonight we're going to have a what a lot of people deem as a scary topic. It's cultural Christianity. I'm not going to cut that off. It's going to repeat. Um, <laughs> Yeah, luckily I didn't What if I told you right now I didn't record? I'm just kidding. That's a oh, joke. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. So we're going to talk about cultural Christianity, what it means, what it looks like, um, how impactful and much of a cancer it can be to not only us but those around us and how it seeds into others. Um, they have prepared notes. They have prepared uh, questions. We have Luke and I have not seen this. No, we haven't. Oh, I thought y'all did. No. You're the point. You're the well, person that's supposed that? to prepare questions. This is my notes. I thought you did. This oh, was, see, look. Then what? Then you prepared notes. You're a cheetah. <laughs> you're a cheetah. You're the fastest that. animal on the planet. That's right. You said no questions, so we. I, I didn't know where you're going with this. So, yeah, but that's yes. the, that's the point. I want to hear the tr the the tough raw side of things. So, righty. all right. 
Bring, so that, need, break out the corn starch. They, they got to hear the, the stupid side of us then. No, so I'll start. Okay. I'll start. So you What want, a shocker. Mm. Just kidding. I love you, dude. Look, man, it sounds like you want to start. So do you want to start? Oh, I mean, I'm just well, whenever. Look, so we live in a world where a lot of people call themselves Christians. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of people that call themselves Christians. Yes. Now, they call themselves Christians because they think that, oh, well, I do good. I'm a pretty good person, all this good stuff. But are they followers of Christ? Do they actually know what a Christian is? Do they actually know what the Bible says about being a Christian, a follower of Christ, having that relationship? They have this kind of religious context of it. Or are they just doing it to check a box? Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of my biggest things, one of my biggest pet peeves are the ones that sit there and call themselves Christians and yet don't it's not a it's not a faith based on works i get that right. but they don't do anything to grow with it um your bible collects dust um if your bible makes it to church it doesn't get opened uh i'm a i'm a firm firm believer in discipline i discipline myself to note take to make sure that it soaks in to me um that is something that is if you see me on Sunday morning, if it, it, I have got a yellow notepad in my lap, because I sit right behind you, yep. Caleb, um, I, I have a yellow notepad out, and I am taking notes. Um, I am finding the scriptures. I challenge my son, my my eleven year old, to find the scriptures that Derek brings up on Sunday mornings. Um, but what I have an issue with is those that just go through the week, and it's back to life of the world. Right. Um, it's back to well, I was a good person. I went to church on Sunday. I'm a Christian. I'm a devout Christian. I go to church. I grace the doors every time they open. Mm-hmm. Well, I can be pretty accurate in saying, 100% accurate in saying that if you're gracing the doors every time it opens, but your Bible and your prayer life and your meditation life and your 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 growing in God's Word is not being completed throughout the week, throughout each day, each minute, each second, you're not. Right. You're not what you think you are. You've made this weird makeup on your mirror to make you think you look good. Um, It's like one of those filters they do on their phones now. It's not the real thing. But you're glorifying and showing the world, world on Facebook, on Instagram, on whatever the other social networking sites, that you're this great and wonderful Christian. Hey, I went to serve day. Good for you. That's great. We should serve others. But are we serving the one we need to serve? A hundred percent all day. So that's one of my big things. That's one of my pet peeves that I sit highly on that if you're a Christian, you call yourself a Christian, and we'll get into how churches fail, you know, kind of new Christians and create this problem down the down the line here in a couple minutes. Um but thoughts. Let's just round table. Let's see where we go. Oh, look, Luke's Luke's Crank it up. I just want to let. I just want y'all to yeah, figure we, out where you want me to go. Yeah. Well, oh, go ahead. We we got to talk before you. So <laughs> go ahead. We, I, I've already learned that about you, brother. <laughs> no, I, I'm in the same boat as you, man. Like I can't stand um, when people are, you know, saying that they're this, but yet when you when if you even kind of question it, like, and not even like I'm not even talking about like questioning of the salvation, but like. You know, how much of the Bible do you actually know? Then they want to get offended by that. Mm-hmm. And 
I believe even even your your own studied time, yes, that's important too. But I feel like, and this is something the Lord's worked on me for the past probably four or five years, um, is serving. Like you're how however much you serve puts in how much the Lord's done for you in my or in my kind of opinion. Um or, you know, you serving the Lord is a reflection of how much you love him and how much you're reading and how much you're doing all these things. Pouring into other people is a big factor in that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thoughts? I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, you know, when, when you truly have that relationship with God, you want to do, you want to do works to, to show you want to serve, you want to do all that kind of stuff. And, and you don't want to do it just to boast about you doing it. You want to do it because, because the Lord has called you to do that. The Lord has called us all to serve people. Um, and then in, in James chapter one, it says, uh, what good is, is our faith without the deeds? It's not contradicting the Bible. He's, he's just saying, listen, go out and do because that faith that you have, that relationship that you have with, with Jesus, he calls us to do that. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, I really like that. I will say <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't do that whenever I first became a, a Christian mm-hmm. and and I dedicated my life a long time ago. I was I was uh I was I was young when I when I first got saved and and I dedicated my life to him a long time ago, yet I didn't do the works like I was supposed to do. I didn't I didn't do all this other kind of stuff. I was going to church to check a block. One my mom and dad made me. Mm-hmm. Um but when I got older and I actually got the call to to pastor, I, I ran away from it as far and as long as I could and then God's like, uh-uh, I'm gonna make you miserable until you, till you submit to me. Uh, uh, so, um, I, I did, and and then now I I want to do these things because, uh, because I I know that that God has called me to do that, and it it selfishly it makes me feel good. And I don't know if I can say that, but it does make me feel good to know that I'm doing something that God likes, that God wants me to do. It should, yeah. Like, does does is is that selfish of me? I have no idea. Absolutely not. I um I just uh I but but I, I do feel us that Christianity today has has become it's become a a go to church to check the block. I I say that I'm a Christian yet I'm going to bash everyone on Facebook. I'm going to do all this other kind of stuff. I'm not going to live a Christian life. My witness is completely gone. Right. Um and I feel like we have not done a good job equipping those. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like we have not done a good job equipping them to the minute that they they give their life to Christ, okay, well then we can just kind of forget about them, yeah. And so we don't we don't want to disciple them any further. They've already they've already done the 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 hardest part, I guess. And then, but now, now, I personally I think it gets even harder after you accept Christ. Well, it feels like a numbers game. It feels like a oh, I right. had to get baptized. Woo! So yeah. so that's that's where I am. That's where I'm trying to, to, to lead our kids away from, from just coming to you just to check the block, just to say, just to, just to save face with your parents. They, they want you to be here. So I, I want you to come because God has called you. 
I want you to come and, and I want you to learn more about Christ. We're going to try to disciple you into a new direction. We're going to try to disciple you into, you know, sticking with this faith for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's what I want. That's what I want us to focus on. All right. So <laughs> this is a topic that I'm really, really, really passionate about. Yep. Um, so, and I'm going to preface this with saying if you get offended by anything that I say, just know that I didn't write the book. I just Luke the book. at com. Bring it on. Uh, check back a couple of podcasts and my phone number's on there. <laughs> so when you're strictly comparing cultural Christianity to biblical Christianity, you are literally comparing the devil's treasures to God's trash because they, they have similarities, but they're different. They're completely different. You look at the way that some of these megacultural churches are going right now. You know, Joel Osteen is one of them that just drives me up a wall. I think he's a devil leading people. Mm. I'm not saying that people don't come to salvation under him, but I'm saying that his theology and teaching is borderline heretic. And people flock to that. That's cultural Christianity. But you get a church that preaches staunch Bible Christianity the step-on-your-toes, the accountability churches. Mm -hmm. Those churches have low numbers. Those churches, they may have low numbers, but they have got phenomenally faithful people. You find absolute prayer warriors in churches like that. And prayer is one of the most left-out things in a Christian's life anymore. We think, oh, we say, God is great, God is good, let us thank Him for our food. That's, you know, that's a that's a cookie-cutter prayer that we do, and we think that we're good. Well, you know, if you've got a five-year-old, and that's the only prayer that they know, I believe that God hears that, God anoints that, and God blesses that. But when you get a person, an adult, who claims that they're on the meat of salvation, and they, they pray a prayer that's a standardized prayer, that they're just going through a routine and there's no heart in it, there's no spirit in it, I think it doesn't reach beyond the the, the range of, of the voice that's saying it. Um, a prayer without conviction behind it, it's just words. It's just words. You're just speaking words. I know I used to do it. Like the first time that I thought that I cried out to God for salvation, I didn't. I cried out because my friend said that I should. God didn't hear that. And there I thought that I left that place with a blanket of uh, fire protection. When in all actuality, if God had decided that that was my last day, I would have been burning in hell. So we have to get people to a point where they stop nursing from the breast of grace and start diving into the meat of salvation. Right. And it is the responsibility, absolute responsibility, of every single man that comes into church. But then you look at the men that come into church. How many of them are being led by their wives? Mm, If you stand as a greeter Mm. and you watch the way these families walk in, I would venture to say one out of ten families, you see that the husband, the dad, is truly leading his family in. Most of the time it's the woman coming in spirit-filled, ready to love on folks, and the guy's just there because he was told he needed to get up and go to church. Yep. Mm. And then you can take it even a step further with your people that do come and serve on your dedicated serve days. 
You ask them a day or two before, hey, what are you doing Saturday? Oh, I got to go do this. You don't got to. You get to. It's an opportunity. It's it's not mandated. You should, as you said, multiple times it says in the scripture that we should want to produce good fruit. Right. You can't pay for the debt that that that's been owed that you're you know that you owe the Lord. We can never pay that debt back. He's not asking us to pay for it. He's just asking us to show a little appreciation. And in my heart, it is a get to thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to come to church. We get to come to church. Right. We don't have to go do a service project. We get to go do a service project. And until we break down these cult- cultural barriers that have been set in place over the last 25 years, the church is steadily going to decline. Well, and and you're right. And, and I think part of the barriers that we place upon ourselves is I think the denominational barriers are extremely catastrophic. Oh, it's gangs of New now, York, man. Now, now, look, you do have some theologically wrong things that's happening. You have right. some doctrinally wrong things. Um, you know, there's a big shakeup in the Baptist church about people leaving it over over doctrines. But if you're if you're focused on the right thing, if you're focused on Jesus Christ saved, the you gospel. know, saved us, the yes. gospel, you know, you have this. Oh, well, you go to that church two miles down. The, ooh, you've got a community that's separated in these fractions by a church wall, by a church denomination. You know. I don't have the nomination. I have a relationship. There you go. I mean, it it it, it doesn't matter to me. Um, it was funny. Brad Littleton described this church when we were looking to come and visit. He goes, "You should come. We're we're not Baptist. We're Baptocostal." And and I didn't know what that meant, you know. And I tell you what, just just thinking about it, and this just actually just hit me. I would actually claim that when I was at my previous church, the one I left, the one I was in ministry school for, that I was a cultural Christian because I didn't understand where their doctrine set and what my beliefs were in this. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of their stuff I don't agree with now. Because I've grown over the past three, four years, however long it's been since I've been here, um, it, I've, I've grown from it. But also growth doesn't come from us attending a church growth comes from us allowing relationships within that church to progress yes one of the best things that i saw and i'm gonna brag upon you i'm sorry i'm caleb both of you i used to go to the young adults men's group they had a little men's group go and they had a bible study and one of the best things that blessed me is i went through this study with our men's group uh that i led and one of the things that blessed me was the first night we were sitting over there, we're at your house, Caleb, and we're sitting there and we're, we've eaten, we're going through Bible study and someone was going through a time or something was up with someone's life. And I can't even remember the situation, but they brought it up and you didn't miss a beat, Crow. You go, everybody, he's sitting in the center room, we're laying hands, we're praying, there was tears flowing. That promotes growth. That conviction, that Holy Spirit, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It's that right there that promotes growth within each other. To me, that's that's spirit-led accountability. And, you know, a lot of churches don't have that. It's, oh, you grace the doors, get out. You know, know, we're not going to create that relationship with you. Um, There are times my wife will absolutely get mad at me because we sit around talking. Um, There are times when, you know, 
there are times when, you know, you get into a situation like Awanas. You just, you know, with the kids, you're sitting down and you're talking. Next thing you know, it's 45 minutes after church ended. You know, but those relationships promote growth. These relationships inside these walls that are spirit-led, right. those are going to help you grow in Jesus. Right. Um, oh, oh, Luke's raising Okay, <laughs> so let me pose you this question since you're talking about a relationship. They said no questions. And we're talking about, you know, spiritual versus cultural Christianity. How many people attend church every time the doors are open for physical relationships and don't even give a spiritual relationship a thought. How many people? How many people can't defend their faith because they don't know what they believe? All right, let me throw a big one out. This one right here may. You know what? Just forget it. I'm just. I'm just going to make people mad. How many people walk out of a church service when the altar call happens, <laughs> or when it's time to tithe? It's not. Biblical, Mm -mm. stay. You are not doing anything but just crushing the spirit that could possibly lead you down to that altar and change your life when you turn around and say, barbecue's going to be on about 1230. We got to go. We know even worse than that. Got to beat the Methodist to Cracker Barrel. Even worse than that. (laughs) And I challenge anybody, if you're one of these people, I'm going to ask you through God's eyes, what gives you the right? to disturb someone else's moment with the Holy Spirit. Right. What gives you that right? Right. If somebody is on the verge of making a decision and they glance over and they see you hitting the door, what gives you the right to plant the seed in their head? Is this all really worth it? If they're leaving during the most important part of it, what? why should I do it? Why should I make that commitment? And I think God's going to hold people accountable for yeah, that. And, and, and to go along with that, just coming from somebody who's on the stage – Every week, you see it. It's it's distracting, and and I'm trying to. I'm trying to lead people into worship. I know Liz is trying to lead people into worship, um, and I'm also trying to. To get my heart in the right place as well, while we're up there doing that. Well, you're multitasking, man. Like you know. like I I I would. <laughs> I would love to come down and pray with people. I would love to to take off the guitar and go to the altar sometimes too. Um, but I know that I have a I have a responsibility, I have a duty, that kind of thing. Um, I know that Liz wouldn't get mad at me if I did that. Right. Uh and she's she's told me that before too. But like I I do know that that I have I have this this kind of this responsibility too, but it is distracting seeing people just leave. Just just get up and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yep, as soon as the lights just, dim, as soon as the lights dim for the invitation, a third of the congregation's gone. It's just it it is it, it gets distracting. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go a different route too for on 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 your your thoughts of leaving and stuff like that. How much of it too is it the lack of accountability on our end who are more spiritually mature? Ooh with these people and building a relationship with people as well. Like I'm again, I'm totally like in agreement with you, but then there's a lot of times where I could think of a couple of people who would walk away and they're not thinking anything about it. You know, they, they don't know any better. So I, I think that's also, you know, that's a give and take to, you know, these people have to be willing for the accountability, but how much of that too is us everyday Christians you know, holding them accountable in the fact of, hey, look, man, 
we we can we can argue on the verse uh the the version of this is a sin or not, but I am complete agreement with you. You know, I'm going to hold you accountable because you are distracting to other people. Okay, so if it's let's 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 go on the sinful part of it. The Bible tells us that Paul says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Right. Okay. So it also tells you to know if you know what's right and to not do it. That's sinful to that person. And then another point is it tells you not to cause your brother to stumble. So while it not it, it the action of leaving in itself may not be sinful. But if I cause you to stumble, if I've just caused you to stumble, that that's that who's is your blood going to be on my hands if you walk out the door and die? If it was my fault, if she, you were about to have your moment and you saw me, if I was your bro and you saw me hightail it out the door every Sunday when the invitation dropped, and then you said, you know what? It ain't important enough for him to stay around, so I don't think I'm going to do it. It depends on how I how I answer the question. Am I a cultural Christian? Are you asking me as a cultural Christian? Then I'm yes. just asking you in general. I think as a cultural Christian or somebody that's not a believer, which we can probably all agree that cultural Christians are not, um, well, I mean, look, let's not let's not generalize them. They're not atheist. They're they're there. They're 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 right there. I mean, they just may yeah. not have the salvation that is. So is the devil. <laughs> yeah. Well, but he yeah. looks upon the face of God and accuses the brethren on the daily. Yeah. I, I and part of my notes, I I, I view uh, cultural Christians no different. It's just a more upbeat version of an apostate. So yeah, so that's why that's kind of where I get. You look at the draw of a cultural Christianity church. I've been in quite a few, and having been in what I firmly believe that the church that we're in now is a biblical church. Oh, we're completely. uh, The Holy Spirit dwells here. While we do have people that come here for cultural reasons, right? I think the vast majority of our congregation. I'm not including everybody that comes here. I'm talking about members. I think that vast the vast majority of those people are 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 true to life biblical Christians. So having been to multiple churches that I would say were cultural Christianity, mm-hmm. one of the common things that they have is it's a concert. It's yeah. not a worship service. It's a rock concert. You've got not just a few lights, but you got this big performance of lights, and you got the fog machines, and you got dancers down front, and it has even gone so far as to you remember the video you showed me of the chick twerking in church up yeah, on the that, stage? That, that Michael I Todd's mean, church. Over I there mean, in Tulsa. yeah. I mean, yeah. How much more culture do we need in our church when people say, "Oh, times have changed." Yeah, the times changed, but this word hasn't changed one bit. Right. One you know, bit. things can you, change upon the stage, in the walls, but as long as they're not going outside of the bib, biblical right. standard, that, okay. that's that's fine. But yeah. if you're in there and you're like, you know, if you're making cultural references of twerking and, and all this other stuff, it's not needed on the stage. It's not biblical. You are showing yourself off in a vanity sort of light. And I'll tell you this right now, you know, Culture Christianity, we, we want to think that it's not a big issue, it's not a big deal, da 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 
here's the problem. Cultural Christianity, Dean and Sarah, um, is a guy that he's a pastor in Tallahassee, Florida. He wrote a book called The Unsaved Christian. It's all on cultural Christianity. Mm. And he said the biggest mission field in America is this, is cultural Christianity. Mm-hmm. It's it's the people that, unfortunately, that dive off into you know these mega churches and these concerts and these dances and these things and they don't grow it's just it's just hey we're going for the for the event the experience it's almost like a george Strait concert or something we're going for this but we walk out and it's nothing it's nothing well when you confront people about that stuff you were talking about having a responsibility to disciple them to to step up and hold them accountable i will tell you i have personally addressed this issue with some church leadership Mm-hmm. And I was told, we just don't worry about that. We let them do what they feel like they need to do. And I said the exact same thing. You know, they're, that they're, I just they're, said. they're theists. I, I said the exact same thing. Well, do we not have a duty to protect the ones that are actually having a moment with the Holy Spirit that's being interrupted by these people leaving? Well, 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 that's going to be between them and God. Um. You know, it is going to be ultimately between them and God. It really is. But what is leadership within a church body for if they're not willing to lead when it's difficult? The 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 doctrine, the the stuff about knowing your Bible and stuff. The, these, you know, you have people. Let's take social media on just for a minute. You take social media. People will place. They'll place God in a necessity category not a whole category they'll pray some when god's needed at times of trials and tribulations That's matchbox christian matchbox christianity and so you have this but you have people that'll post and be like i just can't wait till we see jesus come on down and grab us they want to read your bible it's not the chain of events that happen it's 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 mis cultural christians will take and be manipulated by one of these pallet board Christian preachers, one of these pallet board preachers, I won't even call it Christian, that can manipulate the word. Just as we learned in Jude that these people that were manipulating, a guy manipulated a word by a use of a, of a vowel, yeah. an I in the middle of a Greek word that changed the complete meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's what, the, that's, what the, that's what the great deceiver did in the Garden of Eden. He manipulated, he manipulated the, word. the word. So I just, I feel that, you know, Facebook's a great tool. It's a it's a it's a fun tool. Yeah. I mean, it's great. It's a platform. But there are so many people that just don't use it correctly. Right. You know, it's it it's it's how you comment. What we don't understand is how we comment, how we post. That shows our Christ likeness. Right. It's the same thing as us walking and running amok in Walmart. You know, if I go down to the Mexican restaurant and I tear down 10 margaritas and I act a fool with my shirt off on top of the table, I guarantee you in Zappopan, 10 people, it's going to get around. It's that guy that runs that Thrive Ministry. Yeah. Well, what kind of that? You know, what did I just do? I just seriously hindered right. a lot of people's growth and a lot of people, you know, well, he goes to South Shelby and boy, they just, you know, look at that. He thinks he's higher and mightier and can come down here and do whatever he wants to. Mm-hmm. It, that's an extreme, but we do it every day on a small level that's not even funny. Yeah. I, 
I did it today, and I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be transparent. I I, I threw cuss words out today. I, did, I threw two, and I and man, I felt so bad about it. I apologized immediately to my boss. I apologized to God. I told my wife about it, and I came in here and told you two about it. Mm-hmm. And man, I just I felt convicted. It was it was just a time where I lost my sense of of peace. Um, the situation I didn't feel was great. It was stupid. It was stupid. It was stupid of me, not of anybody else. Me. I did it, you know, but if I just did that and said, oh, they're just words, it's not the words that mattered. It's the point of the words. It's the thought and the emotion behind the words. Mm -hmm. And that's probably one of my biggest flaws is my emotion. I have a tendency to wear rear end on shoulders when I'm not happy. (laughs) I can't stand it when Luke gives me looks (laughs) like that, but I love when you when you pointed out James, because right down the right down the line in James twenty two in James one twenty two it says be doers of the word not and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. We can't forget. As soon as we walk out the doors, we can't forget. Mm-hmm. We have to be um, <clears throat> We have to be what 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. We have to be striving for that eternal prize, not a boxer beating the air. We have to be striving forward as much as possible. Every day, everything we do, everything we do at work, everything we do at home should be a glorification of God in everything we do. Right. We're going to have the slip-ups. We're going to have the sinful moments. That, that's, that's just what we live in. That's the flesh. That's the corrupt world and all this sort of stuff. But if we're not stretching and reaching and striving and just – gripping down nails to the nails to the ground bleeding and doing what if 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 christ got off the cross and walked out of church and and was forgetful and and empty-minded like we are most days when we leave on sunday like most people are that none of this exists but he strived to do what he, he even asked he asked several times take this from me but it's your will god it's your will i'll do it right. we're doing it and yet we have we sit there and we think about Christ on the cross and Christ during the whole process through the night he gets arrested through the next day and three days later and we have no emotion over it. It means nothing to us. Yet I know people in this church and I'm not going to bring up a name that, that when they think about Christ on the cross and and, and what he went through, tears, tears well up in, the, in in this person's eyes, and it's a straight emotional effect because he knows the suffering that went on for us to live and be saved now. And that right there, that's the furthest thing from a cultural Christian, and that's the most impressive thing, and that's what I want to be like. Right. Well, you get a lot of the cultural side of it. You ask people, well, why don't you, you know, why don't you do more? Well, I, I just don't want to. Has anybody ever reminded anybody who said, I just don't want to, that Jesus didn't want to go to the cross? Because he didn't. He didn't, as we just pointed out. He asked no less than three times that God take this cup from him. But what did he ultimately go back to? Not my will, but your will be done. Right. 
So to break down those barriers from cultural to biblical Christianity, I would say to you, you know, you, you just said that there were multiple times, Caleb, that you want to go pray with people, put down your guitar and go pray with them. But you said that you have an obligation to perform with the praise man. I get that. But I ask you, who's your obligation more important to when the Holy Spirit says you need to go pray with that person? I haven't felt the Holy Spirit tug my, my heart okay. to go okay. to go pray well, for Well, I him. misunderstood that then. That's good. That's good. Would, no, that, no, no, would, no. would that be my, like breaking the fourth wall? Like on a sitcom? <laughs> if uh, you put down the guitar and came down? I don't guess so. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even about. know what you're talking about. Sorry. Either. I'll explain later. That's Andy at the Ether. I think I got it. But another another thing that, that I really, and this is another hill that I'm, I'll be willing to die on, is that all these big mega churches that you see springing up all over the place, the ones that are, you know, the ones that we've been talking about, I find it to be an insult that they're called churches. They are tabernacles to the enemy that he has built behind the cross. Because the devil's not going to show up outside South Shelby Baptist Church with a bulldozer and a wrecking crew to tear this building down. He's going to tear it down brick by brick. And when I say brick, I'm talking about the people inside it. You know, Christ is the mortar that holds it together. God's the one who erected it, but the people are the bricks because without the people, the church is empty. Church house is empty. He's going to tear it down brick by brick from within. He's going to he's going to convince people that what they believe is false. Um, that if you have someone that's truly preaching the truth, that they're just hurting your feelings and they don't have the right to hurt your feelings. Um, you don't. You seldom hear condemnation preached anymore. Seldom do you hear a, a pastor remind people that there's a place called hell, it's real, and it was created by the exact same hands that have created heaven. And that if someone believes that heaven is all that uh, and a bag of chips, you've got to believe that hell is going to be all that and a stale, rotten, nasty, green, moldy bag of chips. It's going to be equally as terrifying and awful as you could ever believe that heaven is. So for it, it's the exact opposite of, of heaven. And there's no fear in people anymore. There's no fearfulness in sin anymore. Sin's just, let's go get on with our sinning. You know, I got plenty of grace to access. And what did Paul say? Shall we go no on means. sinning that grace may abound? By no means. So... People have to actually grasp and understand that just because, you know, you've got grace, the people sitting next to you that don't know Christ, that are watching you do these things, they don't have grace. Right. They, you're, you're, you're a living testament to what you believe. And that's why it goes back to my point of why it's so important to know what you believe. If somebody were to come, and the, these guys in this room, I have no doubt that any one of us could be quizzed on why we believe what we believe. And we would be able to say, okay, here it is. Do you want it laid out A, B, C, and D? Do you want it laid out from my perspective? Do you want it laid out from what I've seen happen in other people's lives? How do you want me to lay well, out well, why I believe what hang I believe? On. So, so, Caleb Alexander, as a youth pastor, 
what do you see and how do you see to count how do you see it through because you see it through eyes of passionate kids that that go after it, get the Holy Spirit convicting, but then you see it also that passionate kid with sometimes a lackluster parent. Um your thoughts on 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 that dynamic there. Um I think youth ministry is more than just uh reaching the kids. Um, I do think it's an opportunity for us to minister to the parents. Um, unfortunately, youth ministry is also the first ministry where the parents do not have to sign their kids in. So me personally, I'm, I'm going to go on a rant here. I am very, very short, uh, staffed with volunteers. Um, thankfully Caleb Crow is, uh, is, is helping um and uh um um I'm, I'm excited about this new year we're kind of kind of getting started and hopefully uh, off to a good start but even this wednesday tomorrow night it would just be me and Caleb Crow as of right now Ashley Wilson will not be here and my uh and Dean Alexander will not be here um so as you can see I'm I'm very very short short numbered short staffed so um for me to go and actually witness to these parents for actually to actually be with these parents is, is, is hardly ever happening because I'm with the kids and you need to be in the rooms with the kids more than you do need to be with the parents. However, I do have that responsibility to minister to the parents as well. I have that responsibility to, to seek the parents out, tell them, Hey, there's a great class in there. You got, you got brother David and then brother Derek teaching an awesome, awesome lesson that I'd love for you to go be a part of while I'm, I'm teaching your, your child. Uh, so I do think that there's, there's a, uh, there's something that we need to do to, to reach parents. Um, and I think that I, I don't know the, the formula. Um, I'm, I'm trying whatever, I'm just throwing out whatever, whatever may work right now. Um, I don't. I don't know the formula. I do think I have an obligation to reach that parent as well, and it's not just about students. It's it's about the whole entire family. Um, but to reach, to to keep ministering to that that child when the parent does not want you to, or when the parent is like, you don't need to listen to all that garbage or whatever, whatever they're going to say. I have no idea. Um, I think it needs to go, I, I think you need to go to it prayerfully. Um, nothing happens without prayer. Nothing happens without without going and seeking God. Um, it takes a lot of what my dad calls Jesus on tap. You got to have, you got to have Jesus readily available whenever you're calling and talking to people. Um, but I, I will say to it's it's not really in your question, but it's something that I've just been thinking on over here. To reach these kids, you do not compromise the gospel at all. Do not compromise God's word. I do think that there are different methods that we can use to reach people. I do think that worship music. Look at look at the CCM movement. Look at the Jesus movement in the past. What was that? 30 years. Yeah. Look how far just our music has come. 
we are not we are not like the world but but yet we can have have good music for people to listen to we can have all this other kind of stuff that it it might be quote unquote in the culture this is where i was going with this by the way yeah no you're good this this culture thing um like you said facebook is great i think tiktok would be a great tool if it can be used for the gospel um cuz that's where kids are um I use Instagram a lot to reach the kids because that's where kids are. Um, and they're great tools to use for the gospel. Do not compromise Jesus at all. And um, I do think when, when people see the love that you're pouring out, when people see that, okay, we, we are Christians yet we're on, TikTok, we're on Instagram, we're, we're, we're promoting Jesus specific content, Mm. um, gospel content. I think that that's how we can reach people within this culture. If we are saying that right. Um, I don't think that's culture Christianity, um, because I think culture Christianity is going on, uh, checking the box and all that kind of Mm. stuff. What we've been talking about, I do think that we can use the culture and the outside world to reach Christians. If we make it gospel-centered content, absolutely. Well, and, and to kind of piggyback off that, <clears throat> um, you know, like the mega churches are using those those, those tools. I, I do see where I think you you were going at is at the fact that it seems like they prioritize exactly. those things exactly. more right. than the gospel, and I think that's where that's where we have to get the the difference at is. When, when I'm coming into church, my thought doesn't need to be on the music, the, the fog machine, the lights, the, all those things. My, my thing is, what can I learn about Christ today? How can I help pour into the fellow person that's sitting beside me? How could I do, should, do I get the opportunity to sit by somebody and get to share the gospel with? You know, because the gospel could still be presented, but sometimes it's even more powerful when you are the person that gets to sit next to somebody, I'll I'll, I'll uh, be honest. One, there was one Sunday, Derek is in the middle of presenting the gospel, and um, I had a conviction that the Lord was telling me, "Go." Hmm. The, the and I'm sitting there I'm like the gospel is being presented. I, you know that's not, you know, I'm good, but the Lord just kept convicting me of. Go to this person and present the gospel. And I was able to go downstairs, sit by this person, present the gospel to them, go down to the altar and pray with them, and they accepted Christ. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the music is great. Everything was going. The spirit was moving. But the willingness and the priority of I'm not here for all the other things. I'm here for Christ. I'm here for sh- share the gospel we got to shift our priority of thoughts of why we're here right well you don't want to get tunnel vision into oh, i'm you know into you too much because then you become self-righteous right um man i, I just i this could go on for a, a solid another hour well i want to just say oh, there he goes again. i believe 100 <laughs> percent wholeheartedly 
that all the things that I was talking about in the mega churches with the uh, theatrics of it, they all have their place. Absolutely have their place. I have been in services where there was more ministry in the music than what the preacher was preaching because you could tell the preacher wasn't into it. <coughs> His message was dry as the paint on the wall. There was there was there was no passion behind it. It was almost like he didn't he didn't buy what he was selling. And you know, it's just like any salesman if you don't if you if you're not if you sold, don't believe in your product if you don't believe in your product right. if you're not sold on it you're not going to sell it to anybody else. Right. But then the praise band gets up there. And just like you guys are, every time you're on the stage, man, y'all are sold out. Man, I love Sunday. Y'all are sold I, this past Sunday out. was, oh, man, man. That, that was fun. That was awesome. I mean, it, it had me, I mean, I was in it. Yeah, it I mean, was great. It, it, all, it all has its place. And I would, I, I would venture to say in some venues, it has more of a place there than the person attempting to do a hack job at presenting the gospel. Yeah. But there again, that all goes back to knowing what you believe mm-hmm. yeah. and knowing why you believe it. Um, you can worship in the music just as hard as you can worship in the message as right. long as your focus is still on who it's about, right. Right. not who's bringing it. Right. Well, well, as we, as we wrap up, as we kind of take this thing down, we, we've gone on, we could solid – Another hour could be easy. I mean, yes. it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't be hard for this group. But we're, we're talking about the gospel, and it would not be a podcast for the Caleb's or for Slinging Stones not to present the gospel. We are going to right. present the gospel. Um, so for those that are out there listening, those that are out there um, tuning in, maybe for the first time, or maybe you're hearing, you know, you're hearing us for the first time, being a Caleb's listener, or the other way around. You know, one of the things that I firmly believe is that there are times that we are getting pulled and we too many times ignore that pull. And when we feel like, you know, it's the emotion that just comes up and and just overrides us over something that's being talked about or, you know, maybe a video that's presenting, you know, something Christ-like or something like that. That's, that's not, that's not your humanly emotion. That, that's a draw. Um, and, and God gives, you know, God gives the opportunity to accept what he sent his son to do on a cross. Right. He gives that opportunity. It's, it's, you know, Luke and I say, you know, we, 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 you know, invite Christ. No, Christ invited us, and, and the invitation's there. We have to accept it. Um, we don't put standards on it. He, he he set the standard on the cross. And and we have to understand that, you know, for those that are lost, for those that have, have backslidden or just have stepped away and there's this chasm, this space between this canyon that you feel like there's a space between you and God. You feel like that you can't get it back. You can't draw it closer. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 pull yourself down. You you fall and you just give everything to God. Surrender it all. Surrender everything, all your needs, all your all your 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 needs, your 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 past issues, your sins, all those things that were pulling you away from God. You release them. You say, God, take away what needs to be taken away in order to become close to you. And I promise you, you will be presented with a way to happen that it makes happen. You know, for those that are lost listening, say you stumbled on this somehow, some way, deep in the search process of a podcast, you know, God's talking to you. Mm-hmm. 
God, 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 God wants you to accept this. God wants you to come and start this relationship. God wants you to grow with him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's part of the kingdom growing process. And each day that we go by is a day too late. Each day we're getting there. Tomorrow could be your last. You're not guaranteed. We're not guaranteed to walk down these steps here in a minute. We're not guaranteed to get on 145. The rapture could happen tomorrow. Who knows? But these are the things that they should fear. They should scare us to the core if we're not assured in our salvation. If we're assured, there's no fear there. There's no fear. All there is, the only fear we have is the fear of reverence and awe to our God how great and sovereign he is. And for those that are listening, that, that either one of these processes, either one of these things, these life situations are with you, the, 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 the great divide between you and God or the, even the non-relationship between you and God, now's the time. Now's the time. Um, we're going to pray this thing out, and, 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 and you know, guys, gals, whoever's listening, it, it's, it's time to step up. It's time to stop. It's time to stop being of the world and start being of God and God alone. Our focus 100% surely needs to be focused up north, straight up at all times. God vision on. Let's do it. Well, how can I glorify God? You know, for those that are battling situations, we've got health situations being fought. We've got financial situations being fought. We've got fear of job. We've got fear of what to do next, where to go next. Other things, personal, you know, marital. I mean, there is a ton of situations that folks are dealing with right now. Even gas prices just went up 20 cents overnight. And that that puts a lot of strain on a financially fearful person. But God's got this. There's There should be no worry in our world. Um, do y'all have anything you want to say before we go into prayer? Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to. Just, we we need to get to a point to where we are looking at God not just as Savior but as Lord. Absolutely, and that I think that that start the start of that mindset helps you get away from the cultural Christianity yeah. part of it. And He's not just a Savior; He's Lord, and we need to just keep that in mind. Well, let's go to Lord in prayer, and then we will wrap up. Um, God, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for the blessings of conversation, fellowship, and just being around these three guys and hearing their thoughts on on such a such a broad topic. Um, just some beautiful thoughts. I know that you have spoken through us tonight. You've you've come through us. You've given us the word to present. God, I, I'm I'm grateful and I'm I'm thankful with everything that I am, that everything that we are for what your son did on the cross for us. Um, you sent him down. He, he, he suffered a horrible, horrible death, buried, and three days later rose. And we are thankful for that because that is our salvation. God, we're thankful for the opportunities we get to glorify your kingdom throughout our day with our families at night. We're thankful for those that we have around us. And God, we pray for those that are hurting, those that are trying to heal from whether it's mental, medical, those that are looking for the 
financial side to brighten up, but God, we just know that you've got it. And I pray that those that are going through any of those situations, that they turn to you, that you are the comforter. Not anything in the, of this world, not anything that yet that they can gather through monetary gains, but you can create peace and comfort within them. God, I'm thankful for these three guys. I pray for each and every one of their ministries. I pray for our time um, coming up tomorrow and through the rest of the week. I pray for peace, safety, and comfort. And I'm thankful for just the opportunity to have the platform to grow in you and glorify you through uh, the kingdom growing platform you've given us. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, guys, this was fun. This was absolutely... Um, I've enjoyed it. To me, it was fun. We'll, we may have to do another collabo cast at some point, but uh, I will tell you this. Um, Andy don't let you talk at all, does he? He just kind of takes over. Did I? Did y'all want to talk? Nope, you good. I'm sorry. Man, I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> I feel like I've been kind of kicked away from the table. Oh, oh my goodness. I feel um, like I ain't hardly said nothing. <laughs> I feel like I haven't either. So, um, so... Real quick, uh, the Caleb's podcast. Go find them on Spotify. Give them a like. Give them a rate. Let them so they can that that podcast can be shared. People will find it. You can go find us at Slinging Stones. This podcast will be released on both sides. Um, but also Thrive Ministry. If you want us, or if you want need somebody to come speak to your men, help you look at uh, different ways to um, just to grow and encourage and just. Uh, build your men's ministry in your church. We'd love to come sit down with your leadership, talk and everything like that. You know, we just want to uh, help you grow your men to have them step up into the roles they need to be. Uh, you can contact me at Andy at thethriveministry.com or Luke at thethriveministry.com. The Caleb's podcast, we've got emails for. Yeah, we got the Caleb's podcast at gmail.com. That's for the both of us. Sweet. So, you got any questions, any concerns? Do y'all do y'all have a Facebook page? We don't. We haven't I made thought y'all did. No, we haven't made one yet. Okay. Nope. Oh. I got to get on now. I'm sorry. Now, no, 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 no. That's fine. But I will say, and I think I can be bold and say this for all four of us, though. Uh, if you ever need anybody to speak at your men's event, you can contact any one of us. Absolutely. And we'd be happy to go speak at your that's men's right. event. Caleb, Caleb Crow will run your soundboard for you. Yeah, yeah. And Kate, hey, but, I'd be willing to speak too. But, but Caleb hey, Crow's willing to speak too. Yeah, go. so I'll run my mouth. Yeah. Well, look, look. I will say this: Do not forget about this event coming up Saturday night for young adults. Do not forget about that. Don't forget about the men's events we talked about. And you know, I'm just I'm blessed to have these three guys. It's 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 truly a blessing to have them in our lives. Um, and it's just uh, it's been a lot of fun. So we're gonna finish out. I'm getting told what? Shut up. <laughs> seriously I, I have one more thing it just you know it just it poured over me to to share that um two things actually one talking about the music mm-hmm. um real quick everybody knows the story about my father and right. his recent salvation i actually have to hear that one so well he just got saved yeah. after being a staunch atheist for wow. 60 years a month ago I have been trying to tell him that there's wonderful musicians out there that that do Christian and contemporary and gospel music. Well, he gave it a try today, and he said that it brought tears to his eyes and chills on his skin. So if it can if it can tear down walls in somebody like him, yeah, you know, and and yeah, it's just wow. And another thing is is that while the you just need to remember that while the gift of salvation and grace are given freely. The cost to bear them is difficult. 
there's a cost, and we yes. have to pay it in our actions. Yes. And in the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we present ourselves, all that costs somebody something. Because when you step back out into the world as someone saved, you have just nailed Jesus back to the cross all over again. Mm. Well, it doesn't say that we're going to have an easy ride no. once we get saved. Just it says opposite. that we will suffer. I mean, here's the thing. If we, Christ suffered for us, and he suffered an awful death for us, if we think that we can just go by freely without ever suffering for him, we're, we're fools. Hey, that's the message of cultural Christianity. We're, we're, we are, we're fools, so... Um, and my, my favorite verses of scripture is what I was going to say a while ago, but you just kept going and going and going and going, Andy. <laughs> I'm sorry for, for us to keep going on this a little bit. Uh, but in first Peter five, seven, cast all your cares, all your anxiety, whatever you are worried about at his feet and he will care for you. He will lift you up in due time. Right. But before it gets to that, we have to humble ourselves to come before him. We have to take our pride completely out of the situation and go before him. And then a little bit later, it says that that after you have suffered a little while, he will restore you. He will build you up and lift you up. But it's the after you have suffered a That's little right. while. That's right. right. It, it says that we will suffer That's for right. Christ. It's not, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But just know that the family believers around the world are going through the same kind of sufferings that's that right. you're going through. That's right. And so that's where we have to be accountable to each other. That's where we have to keep lifting each other up. Now I feel bad Wait for talking. Wait a mic drop. Now I feel bad Wait for talking so much. That was a God. mic drop. Like, that was. Maybe I should hit the exit music. Um, so we're no, good? Does it yeah. got vanilla ice in it, too? It does have vanilla ice. we got to redo it? it. So No, but guys, we appreciate it. Y'all enjoy the night. Y'all enjoy the week. We love you. We're praying for you. I stop. Ice is back with a brand new edition. Guys, we just want you to do one thing. What is it, Luke? Drive on and go get some more candy. Drive That's on. That's a wrap.